This podcast is brought to you by MVR Painting. MVR Painting is a Newcastle-based company with a passion for painting for well and truly over 10 years. They are a small crew making a big difference. If you want the brush with the best, make sure to contact MVR Painting. You can find their pages on Facebook or Instagram under MVR Painting or email them at mark at mvrpainting.com.au. Cheers, peeps. What's happening, folks? Welcome back. Uh, so on this episode, we sat down with uh, one of my mates from the coast, Aaron Hodgson, um, dude that just dead set inspires me to uh, become a better father. And after our little chat here with uh, Aaron and Mark, made me realise I need to pull my finger out my ass a little bit and get stuff happening. So um, yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll let this episode kick off, and I hope you enjoy it and get something out of it like we did. Cheers, peeps. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Today is your day. Allow me to introduce myself. Top deck. Top deck. Top deck. The, 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 the top deck podcast. I'll leave your brain stimulated. What a day to be alive. Good day. A good Isn't day. Like what? Feeling good today, man. Those um, that lady at Bar Beach should be saying that too. Oh, that was crazy. Did you read that? <laughs> Big Azov. Did you hear that? Nah, tell us. Oh, it was crazy. Um, yeah, a car went over the oh, like, little medium strip thing and then straight over the cliff and just missed a lady and her little kid that were on the beach and everyone like everyone like escaped like just with minor injuries fucking hectic imagine if they were just sitting on the beach and like taking a selfie and there's like a fucking <laughs> car coming in behind them what? it was crazy like OC sent me the thing and like obviously thought the worst like obviously you know some crazy stuff happens there and then when we read more about it when I was at like lunch with Chloe I was just like that is crazy like she, i don't know if she had a medical episode or what but so grateful that everyone was okay in that, yeah. yeah you got the ac shirt on too yeah i brought a couple supporting the brother out chase the energy. <laughs> a bit of accountability too once i put it on i've got to run yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like it so, i like it no nah, it's good fuck yeah how nice. was your day mate busy busy yeah fucking work yeah flat though very flat yeah I mean, you probably didn't see me at the gym this morning yeah i know I was, when i say probably, i just I come mean, from there i was still <laughs> waiting for you <laughs> <laughs> when i say probably i mean i know you didn't yeah um fuck yeah like I, when i just caught up with aaron out the front here i was saying like i just lack an energy hey since i've come back from my little break i um i'm fucking from your honeymoon from my break. <laughs> oh, hey, he didn't fill me in on that. Honeymoon. Inside joke that Zeddy's got going. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not engaged. No, <laughs> no, I'm not married either. But um yeah, just tired. Like even last night, like I got home at like five and just crashed till seven and then woke up, had dinner and crashed again. Yeah, right. And then I was just like, fuck, I'm not getting up this morning. Just so. from the workload that you've had or what? I don't know if it was like um like that six hour drive on monday driving all the way back mm. from up north um and you know then obviously just getting up early getting the young fella ready for school and then you know getting up the next day early gymming it and everything so i don't know if it was just like hang on calm down have yeah. a bit of a break so <laughs> i don't know it could be like it could be just staring at the computer after four days off like yeah. it's been pretty good staring at water doing nothing so don't know how you do it eh, on a daily basis yeah but um i'll be there tomorrow yeah hold me accountable <laughs> i won't be I'm going to the stairs. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> maybe I won't go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so. No, nah, that's all right. It's yeah. good. Your day? Uh, yeah, I had a good day, actually. Job and knock. We finished at 
12, just before 12. Uh, Aaron's got that microphone throat going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> Am I on yet? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we on? Yeah, yeah, I choke up. I was for an intro. <laughs> I can just go for it. Yeah, talk, bro, talk. Go for it. Yeah, no, uh, we'll, um, yeah, we usually slide an intro in before it too. Like, we'll record one after it, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. Then we can just sort of tell people what we discussed about on here. Oh, so this gets edited. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Ask Kimmy. I was waiting for an intro. Ask Kimmy, it definitely. Josh, well, that wasn't reason. the throat. I was trying to <laughs> break the ice, get, oh, in, get into the combo. Yeah. Jump in. There Jump. you go. Oh, you can crack that beer too that's on the table if you want. Beer's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, here, mate. Shoot, <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let's get into it. Um, we've got Aaron. Tell us a bit about yourself, buddy. Cool. Broad, but I'll run with it. No, that's all right. <laughs> Bald. Yeah. Very. Six foot. Very bald. Six foot. Uh, father. Brown eyes. Father. Father of? Small legs. Big upper body. <laughs> typical typical yeah. gym yeah. junkie. Yeah, as we were talking about before. The, uh, yeah. You know, you're obsessed the with the, uh, the feel-good muscles. Yeah, muscle that's group right. family. <laughs> yeah, dad of, um, dad of two little girls. Live down on the, uh, on the central coast. Yeah. Got a, uh, a two-year-old little Tilly the tiger. Yeah. Uh, T-Dizzle. T-Dog, whatever she gets <laughs> on a different day, Yeah, nice. whatever comes out. And uh, little Georgie, named her after my grandpa, actually, George, uh, late George. And uh, my, my grandma's name's Greta, so she's Georgie Greta. Yeah, yeah nice. Which is nice. pretty cool, yeah. I think um, sentimental. Yeah, Vi's similar. Yeah, yeah, my daughter's name's Violet. My late nan, her middle name was Violet, and then her mum's name was Violet. And so we're going to put Violet's middle name as Violet. But it just grew on us and we liked it. So, yeah, her name was after my late nan as well. It's always good for the sen- sentimental stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, something with some meaning. And yeah, every time we mention Georgie, it brings back some, some good memories, of which is cool. A couple of smiles. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah like Have you always been on the coast? Yeah, grew up there. Um, yeah. Born in Sydney, but uh, on the coast from you know, two or three years old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with uh, you know two little sisters, yep. living in Buff Point actually. He, uh, yeah, Buffy, Buffy boy. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't know by the physique. But <laughs> uh, that's, that's where my daughter lives actually, Buff Point. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. nice spot actually. Not a bad spot at all. Yeah, I um, yeah, the eldest of five actually. I've yeah, got right. two sisters and uh, similar age. Yeah, thirty three and uh, two two younger brothers yep. and actually two step brothers. So it's a, it's a big family. Seven. How was that growing up? Wild? It was it was unreal, eh? Like yeah. I like I fed him want to have ten kids just for the uh, the upbringing. I had yeah. like just with so much family and yeah. the network and you know plenty of chaos. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah. Um, especially um, when it was about six. Mum and dad split. So me um, I don't know if you know this actually, Josh. No, probably don't. not. Uh, well, we didn't have like how I met. So how I met Aaron was like through CrossFit. Um, he showed up one day and like, you know, if you've if you've ever done crossfit, I was like, fuck is this? You're not fucking beating me, mate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I think you did. I think it was like a run and like fucking bench press thing and you got me. But anyway, yeah, so like we really we only talk sort of small talk and that was sort of trying to catch our breath at the end of the workouts and then you're getting dragged out of there, mate. Yeah. By your better half. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she's no. still got it over me too. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Fine lady. Keep yeah, it up, is. Ginny. Yeah, yeah, keep training. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep pulling you in the line. Yeah. I mean. yeah. So, but, um, no, yeah. So, I, I grew up on the coast um, just with, with my old man, pretty yeah, much. Right. 
he was um it was actually pretty interesting because he was an accountant for CSR Sugar. Traveled down to Sydney, new house, new car, and that and they they split up and overnight he went from a um an accountant to a a, a Bricky's labourer. Yeah, well, wow. from the suit to that, yeah, pretty full on. Um, just and, because of the travel and that, and having you and that. Yeah, well, we had three three kids. Yeah, so we that was like I was going to ask you, like, how did like having a big family did you just get split with your siblings or? Or just the sort of the, probably the typical sort of breakup, you know, that a, pr- a pretty sort of safeish yeah, family, yeah. I guess. But you know, the, they weren't happy with each other. They split, and you know, yeah, you yeah. Did a weekend oh, weekend yeah. trade off oh, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And then um, the battle for um, who can offer the most on the weekends. Uh. <laughs> no, but um, yes, yeah, so I grew up with the sisters, um, and then uh, mum remarried, yep. and then uh, come along the uh, the two younger brothers, which was pretty cool. They got remarried. Already had uh, two brothers there, a little bit older. Interestingly enough, we um, used to get babysitted by, <laughs> by um, that family. Oh, really? However, it worked. You know, the universe works in weird ways, doesn't yeah, it? It really does. does. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Great kind of parents. Yeah, so big family, but uh, yeah, but plenty of chaos growing up and um, pretty pretty special, I guess. Like different sort of experience. Really had to take lead from the from the front. Yep. And I see a lot of qualities. I guess in myself to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you the eldest? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and, sort of do it now, I guess, with all like your gym training and that. You know, you, you sort of you lead the way. Yeah, so. yeah. So my role now is wellness and rec manager at Dolo RSL, yep. or Dolo Dolo Lifestyle Group. They changed over just recently, and uh, so they've got a gym there with three thousand yep. members, Active Fitness HQ, and then our Raw Challenge Obstacle Course. So look after both of them and. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, really, really keen to develop people. Yeah, to um, yeah, become the best versions of themselves. How did you broadly? F- how, did you, <laughs> how did you fall into that? Like just working on yourself, and that just door, them doors opened up, or yeah, exactly that. I was the chippy when I left school, and uh, you know, just the part I had to come out and had a business, and lasted sort of a year. Didn't didn't plug in properly. Was partying too much. <laughs> Typical. Can, yeah. re- can relate. Yeah. I was living a living a half million. This is, this is my second crack at a business, so yeah, yeah right. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, spending more than coming in, and yeah. if the surf's good, I'm at the surf. If the... Forgetting about the tax, man. Yeah, I've got some good stories. Oh, wait, so I don't want him to come back and bite me. <laughs> no, so, just um, yeah, I was in, in WA. I went to the Pilbara for a couple of years. Yeah, awesome. Actually, um, worked for John Allen for seven years and. Was probably pretty fortunate. Got um, taken all around Oz. So lived in Tassie for a bit, Adelaide, Melbourne for a couple of years, Perth. Went up to the Pilbara. Yeah. Worked for Batch Peewee. How was the Pilbara? Like, was that like a fly oh. in, fly out thing? Was because yeah. I've heard like a lot of people struggle mentally when they go there, like because um, it's I guess secluded and you know you're not much interaction with like your outside sort of world stuff. How, how did that? How was that? There? What was that experience like? This is going back ten years, so yeah, it was, okay. you had to be really, uh, really focused. Mm. It's easy to get lost. I lost mm. a couple of mates actually that um, committed suicide. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, it's pretty isolated unless mm. you plugged in with a good network and you've got some good goals on fitness. Because other than that, like fitness and a plan, what are you going there for? How long are you going to stay for? Uh, like, what are you going to get out of it? Yeah, because you just that many people come and just get spat out there. Yeah, it's hot, 12, 14 hour days. Um, <clears throat> It didn't have much of uh, in lines of like mental health development mm. or or coaching around 
like when you go back into the real world as well, sort of thing, so to speak. That was um, a de- definitely a challenge, but it's come a long way now. But back then, you know, it's so easy just to knock off work. You're tired. You're working 50-plus degrees. And there's a lot of old blokes stayed over there. And you sort of get in a bit of a spiral and you just you work and then you're on the piss. You work and you're on the piss. And if you don't get on the piss, you're, you know, yeah. <laughs> where, where's Az? You're labelled. Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. But you see, yeah, so if you focus to get into the gym – connect with a couple of guys and you know try and branch out and bring other people into that into that circle as well i think it's um important what you said like to go over there with a purpose and and not for it to be about money so i think for myself now running my business and everything that i've got going on around me it's never about one certain thing it's about how i feel doing them you know what i mean and and it just seems to work when you're not doing it for monetary or material stuff and you're doing it for the inside stuff do you know what i mean like and that's why where i think it's important for stuff like that it's it because you see people i've had heaps of mates like fly in fly out and their mental health just you know goes spiraling downhill because they're just trying to do it for the money but they're losing themselves at the same time yeah definitely uh, there's no routine in that too is there nah. Like was yours a, like a consistent, was there a consistent pattern in the fly in, fly out, you know what I mean? Or mm. was it sort of, you know, you might get four weeks on, four weeks off and then it'll get changed to, you know, whatever, six and four or six and six or something? Or was it consistent? That's uh, totally out of routine and I giggle yeah. about it now when I look back on it because you just never knew when you were going to go home. Yep. Uh, pretty stressful and really frustrating. And I was on a project team. So we used to just fly around, you know, different states and that, but spent a lot of time in the Pilbara. Initially went there for a month, stayed for four years. Yeah, wow. And uh, the, the purpose and the focus, I guess, and the plans after, I didn't initially have them. I was a young bloke when I started working with John Holland and was just, just there for the money, having a good time. Uh, and the, the focus came later on. So I was lucky I got hooked up with a, a mentor later on. I'd been there for a couple of years and just happened across paths and, really got guided in a different direction where I can become more than I am in terms of, you know, just slogging it out here, go and get a house and just mm. do the traditional sort of thing. And from then, you know, I just sat back and I thought, you know, shit, what I'm interested in. I'm interested in fitness. I love the gym. Why don't I go down that path and share that with someone else so if they can feel as good as I feel. And you know, I think back now when we have this conversation, if I could make a program and, and take it back over there, mm. and I'm um, sure it would help plenty of people over there, but um, studied online through the nights. Took me eighteen months. Did a cert four in in PT, yeah. and just started running my own business over there in the nights. So I was a manager over there. But so we'd do fourteen hour days. I'd get up at three a.m. every morning. I'd do my workout, go to the construction meeting, work all day, come back, hit the gym again, and then I'd study. And I was just you know I'd start till twelve or one. I was just super keen to get it done and get out of there. Uh, so re- really driven and then the job popped up at, at the door though they were opening up a new gym my sister was uh working there i don't i don't think initially i couldn't get a job there because we were related so I, um i wrote a letter to the ceo and it was addressed this is 2014 dressed for 2019 that we'd opened up a second facility we'd reached capacity at the gym and you know i used to ride to work and pick up my um one of my blind clients on a on a dual tandem bike that I had and ride from Buffy and it was really descriptive, you know, so whistling tradies, you know, the, the whisk past me. <laughs> so, yeah. so I got descriptive, I had to um had to push it to get over the line and yeah. 
just started as a team leader there. Uh, brand new gym, so no real, no real sort of uh, organisational chart. Yeah, yeah. And just uh, just work my way through um, through the through the channels, I guess. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Into then, the wellness and rec. Then they decided to put your head on the billboard. Yeah, got on a billboard. <laughs> I didn't know about it. Really? <laughs> no, this is like a. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it on top of the door. No, nah, I'll probably have because. I'm actually driving up there tomorrow to pick my daughter up and painting that bus point tomorrow, actually. So you'll have I'll, a look. I'll have a look and I'll get a picture of it and put it on the top deck page. Yeah, <laughs> but I um, every because obviously like living down there and traveling up here for work every day, I always have a giggle every day. Yeah. I just look at it. <laughs> How do you do that? Uh, yeah, so, the shock because yeah. it's like ten meters wide by five meters high. Big, big <laughs> selfie driving into work. <laughs> Yeah, so you didn't know, did you just drive in and see it there? Yeah, the me and um, another one of the other team leaders there, um, Ash, she's a, uh, uh, one of the, the female trainers there, and <laughs> we ended up being on, we got on a bus too, and one of my mates had come back from um, Falls Festival in Byron, and a blues, blues and Roots, sorry, so I had a pretty decent weekend up there, <laughs> his message drove back the next day, pulled up just on the central coast where the bus route was, he wakes up looks up and sees my head on a bus. <laughs> really? <laughs> a big spin out like after a weekend up at Blue Fair. How's that? How's that? And they didn't even ask. They just threw it up. Nah, just, just straight up there. Didn't even get to view it. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. No, I didn't mind, no, yeah. yeah. And you run the Doilo Raw. Raw. What is it, Raw? What's yeah, that? Raw Challenge. Raw Challenge, yeah. yeah, yeah. I should know. I did the food trailer there, so. You did. Yeah. Cheers yeah. for that. That was good. No worries. Yeah, so... um. He was organising the raw challenge, and when I had the food trailer, yeah. So we um, we reached out to him, and we got the food trailer in there that day. It was good. How how does COVID affected the industry where you work? Yes, with uh, with raw challenge, massively. Yeah, we're um, cease trading at the moment. Yeah. So we postponed a March event. We had three thousand tickets sold. Yeah. Uh, we've got a new date, fourteenth of March, twenty 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 one. And we'll just have to move inside the guidelines if we can't run it. We can't. We can't run it because yep. you know we get five, six thousand people there on the day. At the moment, five hundred is the limit, mm. and uh, it's just not the same experience unless the people are there. Yeah, private booking. So we get lots of schools come through, yeah. uh, host lots of charity events. So we get the PCYC come out. Ronald McDonald House charity annually. Um, for five years now, both of those businesses have been out, and raised massive amounts of money so it's a huge hit for them not just our business but um for them um lots of other little fundraisers too like we had a, a mark hughes charity event organized for this year just people trying to raise money for their, yeah. their family members or whoever it yep. is who are stuck it's an unreal channel just to come out and get money have a great time and, and raise some money um yeah so we'll look at operating again in, in uh 2020 probably yep. just on the on that it's huge for the kids to come out to Raw Challenge. Mm. And I never knew the full benefit of it until I started to run some private bookings myself, taking them around the course over the obstacles. And you really pump them up. And it can be you know, risky at times, managed risk, of course. But <laughs> to see the kids that don't bond in the school, they're forced to communicate strategically mm. to overcome the obstacles. And that's, uh, you know, I get goosebumps talking about it now yeah. just to have that experience in in the recreation environment outside of school and the schools keep coming back year after year because the teachers are saying they're taking that back into the school where they're faced with a problem in the school and they connect now yeah, because they've been forced to connect they communicate overcome obstacles in the schoolyard getting better results so 
Yeah, I'm looking cool. forward. That's my favourite thing about Raw Challenge is just sure. the kids coming out. Because you see introverted kids become extroverted, you know, by doing that stuff and by, I don't know, I can relate to that because I, for first first year this year, I coached footy and it was under sixes, so it's all their first year of playing footy. And it was special, man, because you see kids that are so timid, so quiet, and then by the end of, like, it's been COVID too, by the end of the year, like, they've come out of their shell, you know, like like you said, connecting with the other kids, getting in there, having a go, and, like, they just love it. And I put a post up saying, like, it's so important because that's the first initial introduction of sport in their life. And, like, that's like that's how I met Josh for footy. Like, it's, you, you They'll get, build lifelong friends. Yeah, lifelong yeah. friends and lifetime memories, you know, and, and also for me too, like... I, I don't choose not to play no more because I don't want to – like I've got so much stuff going on around mm. me but it's just a good way to give back to the sport as well. Like, you know, giving back is the best feeling in the world. Oh, like yeah. you, you can't beat it, you know. No. But I still see people like that I used to play with in like under 11s, under 12s, you know, and, and you still, yep, hey, how you going, you know. There's just that bond there, you know. It's, mm. it's like, I don't know, it's not really a word for it but there's just, you know, he knows, I know, and you just, <laughs> hey, man, how you going, have a quick chat and on your way, yeah. I think it comes with time. And, you know, you look back at the old footy photos and you're like, yeah, yeah we're, we're tight. Yeah. Even though you're not really, but you have that. Yeah, yeah, perception. you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. You do have that or perception. Tr- level of trust. Yep. Yeah, Even that's what it I've is. I've been in circles and I've, I know that I've known these blokes longer than the, the blokes that he's better mates with. Yep. But, you know, you just feel like, you know, we're, we're a little bit tighter. Yeah. No, you longer. OG. <laughs> <laughs> OG. Yeah. Well, that's what I believe anyway. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that way everyone's got your back. That's yeah. how I think, eh? When I'm at the pub or something, I'm back in the day, you're like, oh, yeah, no, we'll be right. Like, yeah, I've got you. You've got me. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We played footy for one year. Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're connected, bro. We're, we're tight. four, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're 34 that now. more. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably underestimated right. the, uh, the role of coaches. Now you, now you say it, eh? Just, you know, that someone, the all patience. these kids, their first, first uh, you know, test at working as a team, communicating yeah. that sort of stuff, and the role for just a, a parent to go in and put their hand up, it's, it's pretty cool and it's a big deal, I reckon, a lot bigger than most people think. Yeah. You know, organising the training sessions, and, yeah. Yeah, you got to get on with him, you know. And, <laughs> and it's crazy because, like, I got thrown in the deep end because they had a coach and, like, he didn't want to come back after COVID, like him and his, and his son. So I had two teams, like, only six on the field and there's 11. So there's always heaps of kids, you know. But Everyone wanting to play. Yeah, they just want to run. Everyone wants to run at the same time, yeah. you know what I mean? So I had to make this rule like you, whoever passes, because they don't want to pick the ball up, they just sort of stand at the, <laughs> stare at the ball waiting for someone to pick it up and pass it them. I said, okay, whoever passes the ball gets the next run. Do you know what I mean? Have yep. to, to sort of do it that way. Mm-hmm. So it's strategically, it strategically helps challenge me, but it also allows me to – work on my patience and tolerance and stuff like that do you know what i mean like it's like having a story remember at the gym he's telling me he's getting them i forget what 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 you're getting in the run you're getting the run some drill anyway and what like a couple of them staunched off like i already know how to do this you know she's old i'm too good for this last the last training session i thought we'll have just to have it like a you know a fun training session (laughs) we played like duck duck goose and I thought it'd be pretty simple. You just walk around, you know. <laughs> Once one got tapped, they're all running around in circles, and one's running that way. And I was just like, "All right, bull rush, <laughs> get out of here, get out of here." But no, it's it's yeah, definitely fulfilling. Yeah, I, I took a more ten pin bowling um, last night, last night, so just as a little, and it was sort of a, 
under six bonding day. Yeah. Like, like yeah. for us back in the day. Yeah. Like just but that's the shit they'll remember, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we were just talking about that little connection where in your head you're like, fucking, yeah. 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 We, we, we're tight, bro. You need a toothbrush, I've got one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you can use mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that come from. <laughs> It's a serious bond if he uses someone else's toothbrush. <laughs> what a year in footy it was. Shit, I don't know what they were doing back in your own mate. But yeah, just like with um, the uh, crush of teeth. Mm, but that's the shit they're going to remember, you know. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. And the first year, that you know, it's about having fun. And that's what I said. It's not about winning or losing. You don't keep score. It's just about getting out there and having fun. No, exactly. There was a couple of kids that were only four years old, you know what I mean? And that's just courage, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, crazy. That was pretty good. Any of them staying back, doing some extra? <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> extra sprints. Well, it's funny. Like I'm reading um the Kobe Bryant. It's called Showboat. Kobe Bryant's book, and um I picked that back up because I was reading it when I went to Japan. And like his work ethic at like eight years old was just insane. Like because because his dad was pro and he his dad was playing in Europe, so he would. They'd use him as the mop boy in, like yeah. during the games. And then every time there was a timeout or anything, he was on the court shooting hoops, dribbling, practicing his fadeaways, you know, yeah, like just getting after it. Then once it finished, he'd just start practicing until his dad was ready to go home after the locker room. Like, and you see eight it. Years old. There's well, kids now, that, like there's a couple of little kids in there that, you know, like that just have so much natural talent. Like I'll show you a video after this of one of the kids, like, and I said I'd love to like bring him up through – you know the whole time because his natural talent is just unbelievable for five years old mm -hmm. like he's got a fend at five years old and just like heaps of courage like they all have courage but you know you can just see some kids and they just They're have just naturally yeah because they've got brothers or whatever it may be yep. and you can just see it from a young age and you just go you know what if you keep your head down you'll go a long way and put the work in yeah, yeah. well that's um that was a bit i read today about kobe like um apparently they're the uh the gym where they trained at had um flooded a little bit so they called it off and everyone was cheering he was the only one that was just like oh what the fuck's going on you know like now i can't train you know now what am i supposed to do like yeah. you know it's motivated just, yeah that mentality well look at him fucking you know, one of the best to ever do it so <laughs> it's interesting you say it though from eight years old and then now whoever he's been influenced by because it's pretty rare that you know unless they're keen or they've got a bit of extra energy to burn that they go and do that sort of stuff mm. so who they've been influenced by yep. at that age and when i was talking in the mines i just come across an influence who sort of steered me in a different direction yeah and uh that's you know, all so the takes. weight's on your shoulders is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> right. i like that i'm on the right path yeah. by doing stuff like this so right. <laughs> but it's true you know that's all and you got to be very grateful for that but because it can go either way if you're not influenced like i was lucky enough I, I took a downhill spiral as well like for six years you know and i was in addiction and and stuff like that and it was like it was my, like my doctor that initially got me to surrender and i went to a facility that helped me just switch my right. mindset and two and a half years later and i'm kicking goals that i never thought i'd be able to reach in my life you know so it's just that you just got to be blessed and willing and open-minded to enough to be able to go okay maybe i can take that direction mm -hmm. and for yourself you know you've been lucky enough and all these doors open up for you mm -hmm. by doing that and not everyone's blessed but you if you're aware enough there's people in your life that are them people you know and if you take that stuff on board and then you know there's endless mm -hmm. opportunity yeah no exactly it was like um one of the fellows from work like we we're talking about like savings and interest rates and all that sort of stuff and he was talking about some interest rates he was on and 
but he pays a, a, you know, a monthly fee with the bank um, and all this. And then so I was doing some calculations, you know, and I was like, mate, for, for your interest rate to what you're paying the bank each month, like you'd have to have, you know, 40, I think it was like 46K in there to be actually making money off your interest for what you're paying them, you know. So I said to him, you know, read the Barefoot Investor. I said, it's it's foolproof. Like it's it's not heavy. It's an easy read. Mm-hmm. He makes it fun. Read it and follow his steps and just commit to it, you know. And he's fucking, yeah, I asked him yesterday actually and, you know, he's on the right path. He's got it all sorted. So, yeah, man, she's putting the work in. Yeah, but it's someone offered the advice and you can either take that two ways. You can run with it or you can just go, oh, yeah, right, yeah, and fucking wake up tomorrow and keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> That's right. You know, so. The big thing is uh, for blokes like yourselves, they'd probably me included, like just... Sort of. Where's the door again? <laughs> Not for me, for him. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just having the courage to to offer some sort of guidance or resource or pay a just notice here's a suggestion. Mm-hmm. I think those are massive, and if you're lucky enough to cross a path, you know, particularly at an early age, but or any stage of your life, really, mm. you know, you met the doctor, mm. you know, the bloke who ever yep. Kobe has influenced or, or yep. whatever at eight and. You know, it took, I was 22 when I got the influence just to look at, you know, I didn't have to work forever. I didn't have to go to all 60 and retire. There's other options. Yeah. Um, you know, so it takes some courage to do that For sure. and some leadership. Yeah, it does. The book I'm reading at the moment actually called Developing the Leader Within You. Developing the Leader Within You. Yep. And uh, it's written by um, John C. Maxwell, PhD, got a couple of other degrees. Originally wrote it in 1992, but um, it's just rewritten it lately because everything was stuck on management instead of leadership and developing leaders and, and understanding where you fit on a, on a scale of leadership and how you can improve that and those around you. And uh, the first chapter I just went through it with some colleagues today was uh, influence is, uh, you know, the be all and end all of, of leadership, which is what we're talking about yeah, now, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Was you like already on this path of, you know, helping others and empowering before you become a father or was did you already have kids and then you know obviously come down this path or before you enter like it but that was something i picked up like it was probably ingrained in you at you're, you're the eldest you know mm. what i mean you're the yeah. leader that's where i was gonna go yeah. oh sorry yeah because no, no, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. then you know when you talk about like when we said about you know being in the gym and that sort of thing you know you're you're running the show and you're leading and uh, so it was developed at a young age i think for you unconsciously yeah maybe when my parents set it up Possibly. Uh, Possibly. Yeah. There you go. But you can answer his question now. Sorry for taking that away from you. You're all right. No, it's all good. Everything's <laughs> on the table here. Uh, <laughs> not everything. Everything? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Uh, yeah. It wouldn't reach. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's got me sitting back, a metre and a half from the table. Of course, it wouldn't reach. Uh, no, yeah, so I think um, for sure, um, you know, bringing up my two daughters, um, two sisters really, um, you know, going to the mums every second weekend, but my dad, you know, he went down the path of brickies labouring, borrowed the boss's ute, and he used to deliver Chinese for Budgie Soccer Club. Yeah. And me and my two sisters would sit in the front yeah. and get burnt by Chinese every night. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you were, um, you know, often home pretty late, like six, seven o'clock, brickies labouring. So I was the one that you know, I'd wash all the clothes, pack the lunches, cook the dinner from sort of six. Yeah, right. Six years old, my old man just you know showed me a couple of meals to make and yeah, you know, right. put the washing and that in. So it sort of developed from there. I sort of always seemed to fall in, you know, the big captain of the soccer team or footy team, and um, you know, just jobs later on in life. I sort of moved quickly, quickly up the um, 
into a sort of a leadership position. Yeah. Well, they're, they're roles that are essential to learn too, you know, the cooking, the cleaning, the washing and all these, you know, there's people that just don't know it and they don't know it until they're forced to know it until they get either punted mm. from their mothers or they move out. And then Especially like, nowadays, they do, you know? like they've got Uber Eats, all this fucking convenient <laughs> shit. That kids are just, No, but like you, you'd be surprised yeah, how many kids, do, yeah. yeah, right, I'll, I'll prep dinner, yeah. Uber Eats. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's, what, that's a fucking crazy yeah. world that we live in nowadays. Mm. They don't even know what commercials are. They'll never know what it was like sitting out the front of Video Easy, waiting on someone to come and return a video. Yeah, they, want, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they will never understand oh, that. Eh? Like, oh, that's just brought me back. Yeah. Yeah. I remember doing yeah, that. Fucking, yeah, like Die Hard had come out and there'd be, oh, yeah. there'd be 20 copies on the racks of Video Easy and there'd None. be nothing behind it. Yeah, <laughs> and like you'd ride your bike around the front of it and then someone would walk in and you'd be like, Wait for him to walk out, and you'd run yeah. in. It's diehard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, okay, no worries. But oh yeah, that's what, you know. That's they'll true. never know. Wasn't it crazy when you get the video game though, and you hire it for two weeks, and you've got like four stages from the end, and you've got to take it back. Yeah, you cut the late fees. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because you know, if you take it back, someone's pre-booked it, yeah. So, yeah. You, so you can't take Josh it. Josh is waiting out the front. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, is Sonic in yet? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they'll never understand, you know. Like they, they really have it easy, eh? Yeah. Oh, hundred mm. percent. But it's dangerous too, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a, I reckon it's hard. Like I try and process that. Like, is it really dangerous, or is it really the direction we're going? And we've just evolved. Yeah. Mm. This is on tap now. If we can order food and not have to cook, yeah, sure, we can't survive. <laughs> we need to cook. But um, you know, where else is the time being spent if it's invested in somewhere? It's um, more beneficial or in line with their goals, and then it's okay. You know, what, as long as you know you've got the skills, the basics, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, a fine line. Yeah. But I always have that battle in my head. You know, what's right and what's wrong, and if it's convenient, everything's about convenience these days. Hundred and um, for sure, everything's just go, go, go now, now, now. It's important though if you um, you know, if you can spend your time like I'd Uber eat every night if that gives me an extra half hour with the girls in yeah, the evening. That's know, true. I get home and only see them in that witching hour. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the what hour? The witching. Yeah, you know where the kids are going crazy. <laughs> no, I haven't experienced that yet. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. My kids good. They're not riding around on broomsticks. They're just out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they're on broomsticks. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. No, um, I haven't experienced that yet. So what? You got a couple other things going on in the background. Um, is it Herbalife? Involved with that? Yeah, so that's um, sort of where I fell in. It was always at the gym and supplements and that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, it took me, it took me a, a bit to get my head around it because I got a lot of bad feedback from friends and, and family at the start and did some own research about, you know, the pyramid schemes and yeah. network marketing and why is it bad and all, all this sort of stuff with the products, they're bad and that sort of stuff. So did my own research. First time I researched anything that I'd ever put into my body. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's uh, crazy to think sometimes <laughs> what you have put in your body oh, growing fuck, up. fuck, I can relate. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. and, I was uh, having that conversation at the beach the other day. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Isn't it? and then, um, anyway, yeah, so I, I got involved with that and that was uh, the mentor I spoke about earlier because, you know, they've obviously got invested interest in you. And I was pretty lucky. I came across a bloke who's, um, you know, he's nearly 70 now. Um, he got a diverse range of... Um, leadership skills influence been around the world done a whole heap of stuff um you know got in late himself into the business and succeeded quite quickly just injected his his previous experiences in um in pretty 
pretty serious roles and um, you know sort of got to work a little bit but it just opened my mind up that was the biggest thing for me that I didn't have to work till I was 60 or 70 I didn't have to trade my my time for money Mm. and you know talk talk about open up opportunities and that sort of stuff so I went down a path and I traded for a little while uh, forex recently got into cryptos the last sort of four or five years and those possibilities wouldn't have been there if you know this this bloke didn't have that courage we're talking about mm-hmm. to say, hey, why don't you take a look at this? Um, yes, I got got on the products, quick quick wrap up, got a good result, and uh, just started sharing it. And that's essentially how the business works. I've been been doing it part time, some of the time, none of the time over the last nine years. <laughs> and yeah. um, but yeah, I copped a lot of shit at the start, and you know, thank God I didn't give up because. You know, since we had the kids, my partner hasn't had to go back to work. She's able to do this business. She loves the product. She got a great result. She's helping other mums in particular get fit, healthy, and have that opportunity maybe not to go back to work if they don't want to. Yeah. And I didn't give up back then when I was copping it all. Yeah. And now, you know, my, my kids have got a full-time parent, which I'm, I'm pretty stoked about. Yeah, exactly. You know, the goal is for me to move down there and be a, a present parent as well. Yeah. Um, that'll come through that opportunity. And, yeah, that's... Um, <clears throat> We didn't want to come across, you know, we're just pitching products, pitching products. We wanted to, um, it's about the community really. And, uh, you know, the company itself has evolved uh, massively and it's, it's, it's pretty cool when you think about it because you can get the products in front of anybody any way you like. Yeah. You just can't have a shop because it's going to, um, um, you know, take away from other people that are working hard to build influence in the community or whatever. So your weight loss challenges boot camps there's a couple of the common ones shake bars yeah but uh there's all these cool little communities being set up that are a little home for people who have nothing to come in doesn't matter your gender mm. your history your education you know where you've been what you've done it's equal opportunity for everyone and people are just going to town they're, they're coming across they're sharing the products they're getting people healthy they're feeling like they're making a difference making a few dollars and uh you know the communities are building all over the world um, you know, Herbalife now are in 96 countries. Yeah, wow. 40 years strong. Um, you know, over 300 doctors on the board. So, you know, plenty, plenty of good reasons to take a look at them. Yeah. And if they're in line with your goals, go for it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I love the products. Yeah. Uh, I love the results they get people. I love the community. I love the business model. I love network marketing. I love that um, instead of, you know, a traditional business model where the money keeps going up and, now it's usually your bosses. It's his opinion whether you go up or down or what's going on there. But there's no opinion here. It's any network marketing. You know, if you do the work, you get the pay. Yep. Which is what I love about it. So what sort of products? Like, is just a broad range of like just for fitness stuff. Is that what it's all about, or is it like all natural? Or how yep. how how does it work? Yeah, cool. So it's a, a range of inner and outer nutrition. I became famous um, back in the 1980s for for weight loss. The company was founded by a tragedy, so it wasn't a young bloke or an old bloke or whatever just trying to go out for money. His mum died trying to lose weight on um, prescription um, medication medication to you know to increase her metabolism, and then couldn't sleep at night and that concoction from the sleeping tablets and that you know she passed away and he just made it his mission and that's how the company was born, yeah, which is oh, pretty cool. That's awesome. It's um, so it's founded on a you know good morals. Yeah, great morals. And, and not uh, many people would <coughs> read the fine lines to. To, that. to know that do you know what yeah. i mean right. it scares most people off you know network marketing or yeah that pyramid hard. thing or you know you're gonna make money off your mates and it's not like that at all it's um 
you know, my, my partner, so she's got the mum movement. Yeah. I've got the dad movement um, on the verge of being launched. Um, Elaborate on that. So the, the mum movement is, or dad movement as well, it's um, so our, our values of um, to move, nourish and connect. So we want to help mums and dads move. So get active every day. And, and you guys know yourself how beneficial that is if you move mm. consistently, how the good that is for your mental health mm. and uh, obviously your physical health. Massive. Um, nourish and nourish with good nutrition. And we're not just all about the products. You know, We're about whole foods. The, um, the supplements are just there to, to fill in the gaps, so to speak, or um, more targeted nutrition for like sports performance or, or weight loss or whatever it is. And then to connect, so to come and connect with people on a similar journey. Um, you know, dads, mums, whoever it is, you know, share the same stories like we're doing here tonight to, mm. to benefit someone else's life. And encourage. Connections, Absolutely. connection's key too, you know, like um, well, everything that you said there, when you, for me, when I was in a bad place, for one, I wasn't training. For two, I was eating and putting shit stuff in my body. And for three, I was isolated. So everything that you're doing now is pretty special because if you're doing them through, if you've got them three things in line, then you know your mental health is more right more path. or less stable. Yep. So Absolutely. it's pretty special, man. And it's interesting you make that comment, and that's why the dad movement's not launched yet, because at the moment with COVID, you can't hold any. Um, well, there's no mothers groups going on at the moment. Mm. They're only just sort of self facilitated, and they got the the cap of twenty, um, depending what you're doing, but. Typically, the cap of 20 there. So that's why Ginny kicked off um, a month ago now. She's got 200 mums on her page on Facebook. She's got an Instagram page of my movement. She's just sharing good quality content. It's not a product pitch. It's move, nourish, connect. It's mm. it's about, you know, that's our philosophy. Is that what that Insta story was on your page the other night when you were dressed up from here up? <laughs> oh, you saw that, did you? Yeah. I was no one saw it's, that. Um, it's posted. <laughs> is that what it was? You were having like a webinar? Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> with the company you're a funny bastard <laughs> there's, um, there's probably you wouldn't even get recognised more in Hollywood I don't think than uh, than this business but um, yeah so there's plenty of recognition obviously we can't catch up we were meant to be in Melbourne mm. but uh, so it was done by Zoom <laughs> and uh, you know the, the people that um, you know, are mentoring us we've been going pretty good lately impacting lots of people and they sent us a, a, a gift uh, a hamper and flowers and a bottle of Moe and that. So we, um, I don't know how the pants got taken off, but you probably would have seen that video there. <laughs> so I get on his story and I'm like, what's going on anyway? And I see the webinar and then he's got a next Insta story. It's just him like in a, in a, like a little floral t-shirt with his suit coat over the top. I'm like, Fucking, where's he off to? Anyway, and the next one's walking around to Ginny. Okay, we've got the crackers and cheese and some wine ready yeah. and the Zoom all set up. <laughs> anyway, and then the next one's him like this. So he's just, obviously you're at the table, so he's just got his black undies on and he's just suited <laughs> up from the top up. Yes. And then the next video was um, a picture of the Zoom meeting, a video of the Zoom meeting, and here he is fucking having a dance. <laughs> Bottle down, were yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously there's uh, you know, a bottle of Maui food platter that I've taken a Ginny suit top as intention. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be obvious, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Clear intention. <laughs> yeah, we had a recognition night and uh, the thing, I had that, that um, no pants on. The song was, you know, that don't rush, slow touch. You know that song? Ah, sing it for me. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> I, know, I know. I know it. I don't know it. I've never heard of it. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. And that was, uh, yeah, don't rush the, uh, the outfit for a Zoom meeting. Yeah, no, nice, <laughs> nice. It's good that we can still catch up like that, you know. And, and oh, yeah, Zoom it's been, uh, been phenomenal. 
and um, you know, the page that Jenny's on as well. It's just been such a such an awesome network for mums to be able to have that platform. Same mum with the gym. Just to go back to the gym with the impact in COVID. We didn't have an online program, but we worked two nights overnight, pretty much. I mean, the gym manager Todd to get an online platform launched and timetable made and that sort of stuff. So we got three thousand members. We kept five hundred and ninety yeah. on an online class program, which is pretty cool. So we, we had a big impact and. Isn't it amazing what you can do with technology if yeah. you think about it? There's no We always speak endless. about it like, you know, how a lot of people talk negative about it, but if you use it this in a positive way, um, it's so special, you know what I mean? Like and like for what you said, there's so many people using it in a positive way. And the beauty thing about social media and stuff, you can let in and let out whoever you want. That's right. So yeah. if you've got negative stuff on your page, it's your own fault. Do you know what I mean? Because you just need to remove that. So you're like we, we had a thing last week, you're a pro- product of your environment, you know, and who you choose to be around is... Um, is key. Is key, yeah. yeah. It's um, it saved a lot of businesses, though, you know, technology. Absolutely. Yeah, like, you know, Narita, she was talking about that, you know, yeah. with... Um, Travis Young, they were, all went online. Yeah, they had Smashed to, it. forced, so... It's, I think particularly, um, you know, a, n- a number of different businesses transitioned and adapted really quickly. Um, you know, we come out of COVID now on top and for example um you know, the, the gym was really successful but what we're doing with um with Herbalife like typically to go to a meeting and get exposed to the business opportunity you'd have to go to a meeting like face to face so you've got to make the journey there wherever it is they've just had back-to-back quarters uh their biggest in history in 40 years and I think a lot of that's due to the ability to get on and check out what's going on online now in yep. your PJs you know from home and that's that's the beauty of a business model like that whether it's herbal life or whatever it is but if you can uh, learn something like network marketing and yeah that's i think it's just cool. everywhere though like everywhere is just having crazy crazy money spent you know like mm-hmm. cars like car yards can't even keep up with cars and i mean that's obviously with the importing of cars as well but you know like just cars they're struggling to keep them in the in there to sell them you know but like our work's busy like you 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 busy? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I was. <laughs> I hope so. If not, shit. So, yeah, yeah, not much off the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's steady. Mm-hmm. It influx. I'm either really busy or I'm steady. Yep, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, like there's only two of us, so it doesn't take much for us to to keep busy. So, what do you prefer? Um, as in real busy or steady? Um. Mate, I'm go, go, go. So I like it real busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, go, go, go. This yeah. like. But, um, you know, I can't complain. I can't complain. I haven't stopped working and so, so I'm grateful for that. Mm. And that's that's really the main thing, really. So. You've got to be grateful, though, yeah. 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 Have to, you have to. Like, still in a position where you um, yeah. can work. Yeah, especially, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people, you know, got screwed because mm. of it. So, yeah, you've got to be grateful. So no, you've been... um. You were doing some bike rides. Mm. Yeah, I was following. <laughs> Not on a bike, just through the stories, man. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. um, you flew, you flew. Where, where was it to? WA or somewhere? Or Vic? Where'd you fly down to, Vic? Yep, we uh, pre-COVID. It's an annual ride from from Torquay to Adelaide City. Yeah, uh, that was the sixth year I went in it this year. How and, many k's? Uh, I think eight hundred ninety-two. Yeah, oh. she's big. Yes, I. How are those fucking big legs going after it, son? <laughs> I'm thick. No wonder, you, <laughs> no wonder you walk around with no pants on. <laughs> oh shit! No, they were um, 
that's a cool ride actually <laughs> that was um i just had this urge to do something i just you know probably like you starting the podcast you fellas yep. you want to just want to give back share mm. something you know, do something else and uh thought you know what I'm, I'm capable to give something give some time give some money why don't i do it i've never ridden a bike like a, a um a road bike and signed up for the challenge you had the mandatory donation and it cost me about six grand to get down there and you know the travel and and the bike and that but <laughs> i was training on yeah, i've got a couple of mates that cycle properly i was just training on a mountain bike in me boardies and a pair of crossfit shoes <laughs> riding nora head and back which is <laughs> which is a 13k round trip <laughs> you're joking aren't you <laughs> i said no i can ride there and back twice it's 26k <laughs> we're doing minimum 170 a day down there oh. so i went and got a bike and <laughs> i was fascinated how hard they are to ride <laughs> the bloke who i bought it off from <laughs> gwendolyn he's like why don't you jump in and take it for a test ride <laughs> i could barely get on it and it's just so stiff your positioning i could hardly stay balanced on it didn't know how to change the gears or anything and well so they have gears and things yeah 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 21 gears but they're on um special levers so when you're leaning down you've been more aerodynamic you can just flick them and they change Mm -hmm. i didn't know anything about it so i made sure i rode around the corner so he couldn't see me so i could have a play around and see what to do different to the (laughs) mountain one of my girlfriends and said how do you operate these things (laughs) (laughs) i took the bike home (laughs) um, then went and had to get fitted up at the shop and he didn't know how that worked i was a couple hundred bucks but just got me in a pair of boardies walk up and down and they measure everything um like your limbs and stuff <laughs> i don't know what you're thinking <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know fully modify the bike to fit you it was pretty cool actually and uh, i had a couple of knee recos so he he noticed as i was walking and he's like you need to let me know this stuff because we'll tweak the other uh, cleats a little bit otherwise if you know if you sit in the bike for 10 12 hours a day riding in that position you'll um you know you stuff your knee up more yeah, but anyway it was just went on today yeah, I just went to town. I was riding every morning. So, I, you know, the only time you got when you're a dad is in the morning because when you get home, you got to help the partner out. You got work during the day. So at three o'clock for 72 days in a row, I got up and rode and checked my Strava out and just rode and rode and rode. I was punching out 450, 500k a week and went down there in pretty good nick, feeling pretty confident, riding some good groups and um, successfully rode every kilometre of the um, of the charity oh. ride. Yeah, good. Work. I was twenty six riders, but raised ninety four grand oh, for fuck, kids in that's need. Special man, and um, yeah, it's, it's cool because it's the annual year, so there's people down there, and they speak every night on stories and you yeah. know where this money is going to go to, and it's yeah. unreal. And it's, I think, um, similar <clears throat> similar connection to the footy under fours and footy like yeah. you know, bros for that life. relationship was made on that bike right yeah, yeah. sharing yeah. toothbrushes yeah. and that yeah oh, I was gonna <laughs> look at him he looks at you like yeah i, I was gonna you. say sharing the chafe cream <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that'd be bad yeah but how how fulfilling like after that like how did you feel like you know within yourself like when we rode into adelaide because the bells go off and it was pretty special and to hear some of the stories along the way and you really really rely on other people to get you through and motivate you because you you know some days we're on the bike for 12 hours you ride max effort so to be trained if you go too slow you get put in a support car yeah, it's a right. proper ride yeah. and at the end of end of every day you're pretty well broken um it's just the stories and you know what where the money's going to go that you get up and ride the next yeah, day but <clears throat> six days back to back we did it in when i got there just broke down you know mm. coming in i was riding in the front uh riding through adelaide you get escorted through and as a a couple of hundred people at the finish line and they got a, a big thing set up that you ride through and it was, it was really emotional 
That's um, cool, man. Yeah, it's giving me goosebumps now thinking about it. And when was that? When did you do it? Oh, it was in uh, February this year. Yeah, wow. Well. Not just before COVID. Yeah, okay. And it made me think, though, if I can do this, like I got something out of it personally, I got to get it fit and I learned a new skill on a bike. I learned new mates. Like I've got new mates for life now that I want to I want to ride in more challenges or do more things that will test me, but in line with charity. And there's so many opportunities to do that sort of stuff. You know, whether you're going to run in a marathon and you've got to train for that, but it's for charity or yeah. why not build up to that? You can yeah, give that's, back. Um, that's what Lindsay Walker, shout out Lindsay. Um, that's what he does. So he's, he's doing one. He's currently in one right now. Yeah. Yeah. So he did 30K up the hill run and 162K on the bike and then something. And I'm meeting him at, he's there from 1am tomorrow doing 15, I don't know, so many stairs or something. Keen. Yeah, super keen. Just well, off he the did, line, yeah. What was what did he say he did? What was the stairs that he did at Merriweather? Was it twenty four hours of the Merriweather 20, stairs? Twenty four hours yeah. of Merriweather stairs, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pumped it out. So he does he organises the Newey one hundred. Oh yeah. Um, which is which he did the first one in March this year. Yeah, May, I think. May, of, May. It's May next year. Yeah. Um yeah, so they yeah, it's just hundred K run um for charity for mental health. Lifeline. Lifeline, yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, but um Next year's one, you can go into it and you can just do like teams of four, so 25k legs or teams yeah. of two. So cool. Yeah, pretty I, cool. I didn't, once I did the ride, I was meant to go to Perth and do a ride, but COVID comes, so I, that got canned. But I, I didn't pick up a bike then. I haven't rode since. pretty much since then. Yeah, right. And last fortnight ago, I rode in a Ronald McDonald um, house charity fundraiser and that was 102k. I put my hand up because we do a fair bit at the gym and that every year for the ride for sick kids, it is. Um, and, uh, I thought, yeah, I'll be sweet. Yeah, no, you know, I've ridden a thousand Ks in six days. I can do anything. Um, I thought there's going to be plenty of photo opportunities and that sort of stuff for stopping to chat to the news and that. But when I got there, I was in a, the only bloke with hairy legs. Huh. Everyone else had 15 grand plus bikes. <laughs> oh, God, what have I got myself in? <laughs> yeah, for it. I did, but I was in a world of pain. The, you know, the, the uh, Hadley Cycles up here. Mm. Yep. So the, the brothers that started Hadley Cycles. They're on their 20 grand S-Works bikes, riding at the front. <laughs> it's just if you can't keep up, you're in the support car. Got Maccas for lunch. Yeah, right. That was um, an interesting feed because Maccas are obviously a big, big yeah. sponsor of um of the charity. and Good energy food. I repeat on you the whole way. I didn't know if the, the chafe cream have sort of uh, leaked out or, or it was uh, something else. <laughs> I had a couple of Big Macs and a thick shake. Oh. Was put on, so I didn't know back. Last 20k, in a world of hurt. I, I really had to dig deep to get back to the Maccas. We were meant to have another stop in the middle, and they, they didn't know how crazy the Central Coast traffic was in terms of like we're getting abused a lot from people from the other side of the road and everything. Huh. And uh, you know, pick your audience sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. Big ride for sick kids on the back of the jersey. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. But uh, your last 20k, you know, I hurt. And, I went for two or three days after it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And it going from nothing for five months to 100K, you know, it's four and a half hours of max effort, chafed up at the max. <laughs> I had to get Ginny to put some cream on, thankfully. <laughs> so, Still, it shows yeah. you motivation and passion for what the purpose of the rides are for. Do you know what I mean? When you can push through that after not doing anything, it's because you know what, what, who it's for and what it's for. Do you reckon that comes from having kids as well? Uh, definitely. So that was a, a catalyst for me, really trying to partner up with the Ronald McDonald House charity. Mm. What they did for kids, I've been up there and cooked dinner a few times for the parents, and I just <coughs> excuse me, 
Yeah, I got something going on here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, the Mac is repeating. Yeah, probably <laughs> six weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but pretty fortunate that doesn't. Yeah, my girls don't have any major challenges at the moment. Uh, you know, touch wood, and I'm really thankful for that. But seeing other people in pain and have to go through these challenges, I just want to do what I can for um for charity. In particular, kids. So there's a couple of rides there where you know it's to support kids in particular, or parents to support their kids. And it's pretty crazy when you think about it. One of my mates that come with me, my brother-in-law, he rode in the ride. I rang him up the day before. That was his fifth ever ride on a on a road bike, and he was keen to come because his Ronald McDonald house wasn't around when he was born, and his parents. It was just a nightmare. He was in hospital for the first two years of his life. Mm. And it's just chaos for his parents who had a couple of older kids mm. trying to organise that and work. And it's a massive hit financially when, you know, one parent's out of work. And um, so that's why he wrote in it. It's interesting to hear all the stories of why people do different things. Mm. Yeah, it's so <laughs> true. Kid, kids is definitely a catalyst. And you realise how special and important life is. Yeah, exactly. I right. think. Yeah, that Ronald McDonald house does a lot. I, um, because I went away on the weekend and, um, on Friday night, I called one of my mates that just lives north of Coss and um, always try and catch up with him here and there anyway. And, um, yeah, I forget what his daughter had, but, yeah, they were down at, um, like, Sydney North Shore, Sydney Royal Hospital, one of the, one of them. I think it's North Shore. Is that what it's called, Sydney? Oh, Royal, no, the Royal Hospital's got it, yeah. Yeah, and, um, yeah, so she was down there in a, in a bit of a bad way there for a while and... Um, and I caught up with him on Saturday at Yamba and um, we were just having a chat and like, yeah, that Ronald McDonald house. So they put him, they gave him a week's um, holiday and that, now that it, she's all in the clear and everything. So, um, yeah, they're going to spend a week in Foster next month. So mm, Unreal. Yeah, yeah, but they took took care of him real well. So it's good. But I worked there with um, Ross, the CEO, a fair bit and they're, they're not relying on anyone but donations. Yep. And they don't get as much money as everyone thinks from Mac because they rely heavily on their balls and, you know, they've got a whole fundraising team that go out and try and raise funds to keep this thing going so you know every dollar counts yeah how can people donate just log on to uh, Ronald McDonald House Charity yeah. uh, there's different things you can do as well it's not only a, a money transfer mm -hmm. to um, to support the organisation you can go up there and cook dinner as well we went up there and where the parents come for respite and some of the kids in there sometimes and we took them addition as well so we had a little show on and we cook them a feed and is that stuff going now because of COVID or I'm not sure? With the uh, the fundraising. The fundraising would be, but like the cooking of dinner and stuff, would that still be going? Is it the, the fundraising's been severely impacted. They've had to cancel a lot of events. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you can cook the dinner at the moment, but it, it must be close to getting back on. Mm -hmm. um, but just financially, if you can spare a dollar for sure. Yeah. But even go and check it out. Like ring them up. You've got to book in, fill out a bit of paperwork and that and go and experience it. You know, it's mm. not, not a massive deal for a lot of people just to go and, you know, buy some food and, and cook a good feed. And, yeah, for sure. And you get to have a yak to the parents and that and they write you nice notes. You get to take home. It's, it's pretty special. Yeah, it yeah, is. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. When you were talking about that bike ride, you're just jumping in, thinking you knew. Um, I thought, oh, fuck, how old was I? It might have been like 23 and um, I was living up at the top of town near the cop shop there in Newcastle and um, they have the Spark Elmore Triathlon and um, our work always puts in, like, they put in teams of three so a person does each leg, the swim, the ride and the run and, um, like, I remember I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do the, I'll do the swim. 
like you know used to surf used to you know do all this i could swim yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i couldn't even tell you when i last swam like it was years 10 years you know oh i don't know and um and I remember I, I got home from town at like 2.30 in the morning from a night out. I thought you were going to say the swim. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, swim was as bad. Anyway, and um, so, you know, like our group had the green hat, the green little, you know, hats on for the swim. And then the second leg had yellow and the third leg had purple. And um, like you had to swim out so that it was like, I think it was a K. It was like out to a boy that was 500, back in onto the sand, or 250, out, 250 back in, around this cone, back out to the um, next cone that was 250 and back in. Anyway, I got to the first cone and there was a lifeguard there <laughs> on, a, on his board and I <laughs> grabbed his board and leaned on it. He goes, you're right? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ended up flipping over onto my back and just kicking my legs and <laughs> brushing my arms out. The next two groups passed me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so humiliating. Yeah, I realised I couldn't do it. What did the teammates say? I don't know. I just tagged in the rider and no, he, yeah. he rode. And I think I just went home to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll be doing that again. No, but got through it. But I um, I did the entry level of the Sparko More Triathlon and, uh, a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago. And it was actually just before Boss was born. So, shit. Over, yeah, probably four years ago, and um, yeah, so it was uh, it was it was a five hundred swim, fifteen k ride, and four um, k run, and getting on the bike, like after a swim when you gas, that was a bit difficult. But you sort of went from the brewery up up to Newcastle Beach, and then back, and as you're coming down past Newcastle Bars down the hill, there's some like speed humps. And you'd watch the dude in front hit it and his ass end and tail out. And you're like, oh, shit, you know, yeah. like hold the bike real tight because they're, they're, they're strange to ride. They're pretty exhilarating eh? a lot more than – I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much. Like it's, you're on edge all the time because you're, you're in, an inch or two behind the, the person in front of his wheel. And then that Ronald McDonald house ride, my bike was shaking. I was trying to keep up with these blokes and look down. I thought, shit, I'm doing 90Ks an hour. Moving and uh, yeah, so it's, it's pretty exhilarating, isn't it? Because yeah, they're hooking, yeah. and yeah, you, you know, you yeah, but you like mm. got half inch wide bloody wheels, yeah. Mm. Do you experience any punches or anything on that big track? I didn't. I got these things called. I was really paranoid about it because I'm, you know, I watched all the YouTube clips and these blokes are changing the tires in two minutes, <laughs> and I changed a couple. Uh, actually, I was riding down to Terrigal from Budgie, and I'd like to go early and beat the traffic. Got down there and. Got two punches just out the oh, front of the other yeah. palace there, whatever that palace is at Terrigal. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um, so I had no more spare tyres or these little gas things. I didn't have a pump to pump the tyre up. And this other cyclist rode past and I waved my arms. I said, hey, buddy, you got a spare tyre? Pretty embarrassed. I had my bike laying on the ground. I don't know that you don't lay the bike down at all. <laughs> and, um, it's like unwritten law. Hmm. He said, you want me to help you? I said, no, 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 all good. So I put the new tube in, got a little CO2 canister, hooked it on, bang. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> what have I done here? <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, so I had to ring Ginny. She had to get both the girls out of bed, drive down to Terrigal at about oh, five fifty no. a.m. <laughs> had the bike on the roof. So shout your breakfast, honey. We'll go to Terrigal. <laughs> I wear that suit top and no pants later. You'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do wrong? I found a little bit of uh, metal stuck in the tire. Yeah. Okay. And I thought, oh, I got real paranoid about holding people up and. 
I didn't want to get put in a support car when I went down there. I wanted to ride every K. And so I've got these things called um, alligator skin. Then you put them underneath your tyre. So they, um, you know, you've got the, the rubber, then the alligator skin, which is put in, mm. and then your tube. Yep. So it's a lot harder to get a puncher. And I got through, yeah, thankfully. Thankfully. Yeah. Cheering. I like it. That's good. Yeah. Another question I had there is um, after you know hearing your story and everything that you do 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 you feel that you found your why in life you know on on the path before i get into that can i get a leak oh, that's an important question go. <laughs> <laughs> go for it mate i've been hanging on for a couple of minutes <laughs> go, <laughs> go for it. You need full concentration yeah, i love it i love it we'll kick in and talk oh fuck all right could ease up a bit hey let me have some water and go for it go for it so um, you're going camping this weekend? Going camping, man. Going to Lake Glenbourne. Yeah. Never been there, but taking the kids camping. Yeah, nice, uh, nice. And you got some swags, I think you said on the phone. Yeah, brought a couple of swags. Um, got a whole family coming, actually. That'd be um, good, man. Chloe's mum and all that. You, you're, you're, you're all right in there or what, mate? <laughs> yeah. Um, you're yeah, washing your whole, head in there. Whole family going, so it should be good. No service, so... People, Perfect, man. People don't stress, and it's going to be no gratitude list for a couple of days, but I'm going to do them in my phone and repost them after. Yeah, nice. No, that's good, man. Yeah, I'm, well, when I headed north on Thursday, Arvo, um, stopped over at uh, Scott's Head, and um, beautiful place, man. Small, quiet, and um, but yeah, really nice. And then um, when we, when I woke up Friday, I ended up um, out Dorigo, so it's um, just west of yeah. Coffs Harbour, and um, it's... Um, some, like one of the so it's just before you, you actually go up mountain range to head into Dorigo um and it's it's a huge national rainforest national park um and it's i think it's the second it collects the second most rainfall in australia yeah, right. um, out of the national parks um and there's there's an information center there and you can go through this skywalk um it's about a 3k oh, a three hour loop that you can walk through this rainforest or you can just drive up an hour to i oh, forget what this other picnic area is and then you can walk down to this this um this bridge um that takes you to crystal falls all yeah, right so i did the trek through the rainforest man fuck lush yeah like, man Serenity. so yeah but just so green man like yeah. just so alive you know it was oh, just thick green yeah the air would be so different there too beautiful yeah. Yeah. beautiful it was actually cold in there just because of this all the trees above just holding on the shade yeah of it was course. really nice yeah and then went to um went and had a look at danger falls just outside of dorigo yeah so yeah it's fucking marvelous man great spot yeah. highly recommend it yeah if you're heading north like it's you know, it's probably a, about an hour and a half, you know, like it's just before cost and sort of an hour and a half trek out that way. But yeah, I think that's what's been it. good about the COVID thing for like people that are adventurous like that. I think parts of Australia are getting visited that don't usually because everything's shut down. Do you know Massively what I mean? So is out yeah. of control yeah. um, at the moment. Byron, um, Byron's always pretty much out of control, but it's it's flat out at the moment, um, yeah. and that is yeah exactly why yeah. yeah. And even like Scott's Head when I camped there, um, yeah, like that that caravan park was busy, and then um, like Saturday morning caught the ferry from Iluka over to Yamba, yeah. and um, went and caught up with Scotty over there and his family, and um, in the campsite, and yeah, even that campsite was was packed busy oh, yeah. mm. so a lot of people getting out and about which yeah. is good yeah but awesome. you got it man visit your backyard like, we've got one of the best yeah. backyards we have the best backyard in the world so For sure go and visit it 
But, Beautiful um, country. Yeah. I'll, I'll be keen to know how you go camping, man. I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> I know about Chloe's 32 weeks pregnant. I know how she's going to go. Yeah, no. Sleeping in double swag. Oh, I salute yeah. her. I salute you. But she booked well it, done. so she must be keen. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's only an hour away from home, but so yeah, good. if any, mm. if anything, but then we've got the boat, got the like the biscuit and yep. all, all that sort of stuff. But yep. the kids, are, the kids are pumped. Yeah. Kids are, well, after yeah. this, like I'm going to head over to Anaconda and go and look for some tents and that. Like, yeah. Bosses at that age, like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> that's where all the other kids are as well. You know, like you'll mm. make like, especially if you go like to that particular campsite once a year at that time, a lot yeah. of other people do. So their kids and your kids can mingle and go and be kids in it's the caravan. hundred percent. You know? Like you said, they can be kids. And it allows them to be grateful for the country they live in yeah. instead of, like, looking at a screen. A, a screen and, yep. you know, it's easy to say when the kids are, oh, yeah, all right, downtime, get on the iPad. But it's like now they can be out and they can, it just opens their minds. They can be creative. They're out with nature. It's special. And even I've just been noticing running now outdoors. Like, I was so emotional on my run today because I'm running around where I grew up, but I'm taking everything in and, and it was just, it was awesome, man. It was like I actually felt connected to the ground I was running on today for the first time in a long time. It yeah, was, it nice. was special, man. Nice. That's what's good about doing, like when I did Merriweather Stairs on Tuesday. Arvo, like, you just, you get to the top of the stairs and you're like, oh, yeah. have a look around, like, <laughs> yep, earn it, go back down, yeah. do it then again. And you get down to the bottom and you're like, oh, <laughs> and you get to the top and you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go again. Yeah. You get to the bottom, eh, and there's like a family that want to walk up. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go, whoo, have a bit of a breather. So exact right. same facial, everyone at the top and everyone at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly when right. When you're at the top, you smile, and when you're at the bottom, you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're good, man. The cars are fucking sore, eh, today from it. That's but, good. So but, people get some steps done during COVID. A lot of people got out and explored their backyards. Gyms are shut. Yeah. People were working from home. If you want any time out, Know, get on get in two feet and the heartbeat and get a lot on. of people got out and explored yeah every a lot of people i speak to they just you know all stepped out <laughs> pretty much because september challenge came on no one wanted to get out again yep the gyms were back open but that was um i thought that was pretty cool because i work in a wellness space and you know what for me i don't care whether they come to my gym or they go to someone else's gym as long as they're moving out somewhere mm. and that was really cool to see and I thought that was a bit of a catalyst to get people out, get them moving yeah. and, uh, you know, get down a pathway of, of movement for wellness. Yeah, that's for sure. Talking and the gym did not just create uh, <coughs> an awesome environment, you know what I mean? So you can get out by yourself and do all that. But for me, I have to have balance. I have to be – I like to be in the gym and out doing stuff in nature now because in the gym it's just a good vibe as well. And there's, like, people you see, like, that you've been training there mornings for years and you still see them and you know it's just a bit of connection as well for, for the first start of the morning so it's important for both totally agree that even if, like some of them like you know like back when we were playing you know, what was that 2012 2012 back when we were playing they're still like, going there the and they're still there every morning man yeah, yeah. like i've i've like left, you know, done my crossfit thing yeah. down down the coast the come same. back and they're still there man like committed every yeah. morning yep it's good to see. It is. Mm. With a toothbrush? <laughs> We're not that committed. No, no, no. Communal one in Individual yeah. sport. Individual <laughs> sport, this one. <laughs> Back to my question. Um, do you think you've found your why in the life path that you've been on the last few years? Yeah, look, it's a big question. I did have to take a toilet break. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't... <laughs> 
you know, I think it's it evolves as you go along. Mm. So, you know, what I wanted when I was 20 is different to what I want, you know, when I was 30. And I don't know if Josh told you I had an incident with a little blue uh, ring octopus. Yeah, that was my next question, yeah. And uh, that was a bit of a wake-up call to, um, you know... Re- touch on that then we'll touch on that and probably we'll answer the question that i just asked so yeah fill us in on that what happened sure so i was, I was actually crook had the um had the flu you've been to melbourne yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you've been sick maybe we should ask you the symptoms yeah. you to sign in before you come in here <laughs> no no it was good this is um you know six weeks ago and I didn't want to go out. And Ginny was like, come on, just get out of the house. You've been here for a week. And now I'm starting to feel a bit better. I said, right, I'll, I'll come out. Only if we go to Nelson's Bay. <laughs> we end up going to Nauru at Swansea. Mm. Top spot. Oh, it's magic well, down there. Well, yeah. Magic usually. down there. Never go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my first time down there. I couldn't believe how beautiful it was. Mm-hmm. Unreal. So, end up, yeah. Marksy? Marksy. Yeah, Mark's Point, yeah. Just where the uh, West, Bo- West Back Rescue Helicopter is. Yep. Head north, left. Oh. And uh, follow the dirt road, and you're there. Beautiful. I was looking for shells, about 50 cent big, to uh, I was just going to drill some holes in them and make a necklace for Tilly, my daughter, two year old. So Bowl's picking up shells, and she was picking up shells. And I didn't know I had the uh, the octopus in the hand. I just had a handful of shells, kept them walking, ankle deep water, and just felt something suck on the finger. And it just flung it off. Didn't look what it was, you know, when something's on you, like a. Just get off. Get yeah, off. yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah, shit, that's a blurring octopus. Bring your camera down. She wouldn't come down because I'd been splashing her all, all morning. <laughs> she brought the camera down and every time I went near it, it flared up blue. And uh, so I got some footage of it, about 30 seconds, and then got the girls out of the water. And five minutes later, I was fine, didn't think anything had happened at all. Five minutes later, I said, Ginny, shit, I think I'm going to vomit. Like, I'm starting to feel sick. Just better go and get this checked out just in case. And 60 seconds later... Hectic stomach cramps, drooling at the mouth, lost focus. It's <clears throat> a so quick ring an ambulance. Like now, something's going on in my body. Went through this stage of frustration. I just couldn't believe that. Excuse me. Um, that I'm um, getting a bit shocked about it. I had some hectic PTSD from it. Mm. Getting suffocated by octopuses when I sleep. <laughs> but, um, oh really? Shit. Yeah. So it just caused but, trauma. But uh, yeah, I went through this stage of frustration where. Just couldn't believe an octopus after everything that I wanted to do in life, mm. everything I hadn't done, all the stupid stuff I had done. It was going to be an octopus at the end of the day. So I was just on the bus. I said, fuck, Ginny, fuck an octopus. Fuck me. Fuck. And um, she rang the ambulance and got the pressure bandage on. And um, they came sort of 15, 20 minutes later, got rushed to John on her and just saw it out. Lots of tests to make sure I didn't have any paralysis symptoms. It was pretty crook in the guts and that. And, after the six-hour mark, sort of started to come a bit better and um, got discharged later that night and took about five days to get over it. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, just nauseous and random sweats and just had a real awakening mm. to um, what I'd done with my life and what I wanted to do and just not um, just not to waste any time. Like... I need to get to action right now on who I want to become, what I want to do, what I want to give, who I want to be for my, my kids and my partner, my family, the community. Um, so I've just been up up late every night from then, you know, researching, studying, applying, reading, learning, um, you know, cross paths and catch up with you guys to, to share something like this. Just 
to do what you you guys are doing and you know sharing a good word, sharing positive stories are going to help people on their journey as well. So in in terms of the why, you know, I've got a bit of a goal sheet at home, and it's five things I want to do, five things I want to have, and five things I want to become. Sorry, and five things I want to give. So it's twenty goals. And this old bloke, not involved in um, where I was, the mentor last time, mm. but just come across his path, and he's like, you always got to have twenty goals in your life. Always, otherwise, what do you wake up for? You can swap the goals out, and if you achieve one, you got to put one in there. But you always got to have five, and they got to fall in them. Who do you want to have, give, um, become, and do? So um, that sort of why fits into there. But it's yeah. just you know to, to take a good look at yourself and become all you can become. Um, what I want to do is have a really big positive impact on on um, you know hundreds of thousands of lives if I can. Um, do some good stuff for the environment. Um, you know, overall, good. Do some good stuff for the human agenda, I guess, to make sure you know we can evolve effectively, mm. and um, have some some meaningful relationships and connections. Be able to look back, and you know, that's a massive part of life. Good connections, good relationships, good conversations, and uh, you know, to get better at that, and to have a, a bigger positive influence on on many lives. Yeah, for sure. But that's that's special, in man. particular, just. Just the one thing, I guess, is you know to become all I can become, and that'll evolve as we're chatting out before. You get exposed to something, and you know you and your, the barefoot investor, you give that bloke some advice, yep. and he'll read that, get some good ideas, plug in, mm. get some interest in it, and you know maybe go and spend some time with a mentor who will guide him in a different path to learn something new, become bigger, better. Yeah, exactly right. Small steps. So I think that's what it's about. Yeah. Fucking nice. So in amongst everything you got going on and, you know, your life sounds so full and enriched, how do you find balance for family and wife? With intention, planning, it's got to be scheduled in, it's not negotiable. This mm. is the time that, you know, me and Ginny sit down on a Wednesday where we have a date night from 8 till 10. Barefoot investor. That's our time. I read the books about 10 years ago yeah. <clears throat> he has before he they had the redo. One night a week, have your date night set up. And we really practice not to miss a moment. And what I mean by that is every time I walk past her in the lounge room, I'll look at her, smile at her, give her a wink, you know, a little tap on the, uh, the glute, whatever it is. <laughs> you know. Let's keep it PG now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> on the glute. Yeah, well... <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, so don't don't miss a moment. Mm. Cherish that, it. Yeah, you've got to yeah, cherish I, it. I, um, I was in a seminar about 18 months ago and I heard that and that's what this couple done and we've really tried to adapt with that. But we don't miss a moment. We never hang up angry. We never go to bed angry. We never fight. I think humor is a, a big part for me. Um, you know, There's elements where I'm serious, but most of the time I just giggle. Mm -hmm. Giggle at challenges, <laughs> giggle at our complaints and... Um, mm. I don't know, it's something with humour. You can resolve anything with humour, I guess, and it, it wins. It's hard to be angry when well. you're smiling, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so it's got to be planned, scheduled. Same with the kids. They've got to be present. Uh, so when we have that time, you know, phones are away and we're present, uh, we're together. A lot of it's planning for the future. Yeah. And, uh, you know, today we sat down just before I came up here, actually, and um, it was pretty cool because we're looking at, you know, stuff we want to do in 2022. We've got a, a pretty good planned um, amount of goals and you know, short-term, medium-term, long-term, yeah. financial, spiritual, etc. 
And if we we're just saying, what you know, most people are probably just planning their weekends. It's pretty cool that you know, mm. we're looking at 2022. What's that going to be like in terms of what we've got set up for next year? And, uh, you know, sharing that, obviously, but just prioritising that time. Eh? It's powerful, yeah. man, doing that sort of stuff. That's cool. Having like your it. interruptions away. So know your trigger points, what's yeah. going to interrupt you. You know, you don't need to clean under the fridge right now. <laughs> but that can wait. Yeah. Dishes can wait. Let's just have a chat and see what comes up. You know, come and sit in here. You know, but yeah, what's going what, to come yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of an agenda, Convers- but conversation is mm. massive in mm. relationships. You know, yeah, communication, communication, and like just having them healthy conversations. You know what I mean? Like, it ebbs and flows for me and my partner as well. We sit down. Like, we don't honestly. I don't. What I'm. I reckon I've watched maybe two hours of TV in the last maybe three weeks, four weeks. I don't watch TV. We, When it's just us and the kids are in bed and we're straight in bed and we're just having a chat for an hour or so before we go to bed. And I think it's so special, you know, because some the, you don't even know where the conversations go and it's just like, you know, you talk about stuff like we've got, you know, I'm not one, I don't write, write down goals as much as I really should. Um, but like me and Josh, like, listen to the listen to audio book on that um what was it the atomic habits and it's about building strategies to reach your goals and we're slowly doing that we want to buy another house soon and um move a bit closer to newcastle and just you know all these adult things that um you know (laughs) that's a good word for it 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 is (laughs) it's all these adult things that you for me i never got taught being in a dysfunctional family growing up like and i just yeah never got taught any of this shit you know and um it's it's yeah it's special man and especially what you're doing and your kids unconsciously are seeing the relationship that you have with your wife and the structure that you've got set at home and like you know they're, they're absorbing they're, it. they're lucky mm. they're, they're lucky to have you know such good parents that are on this you know that path and you're in touch with yourself and pre- like the word present is massive just mm. being present just it's cool to be this age though yeah like you know what i mean like oh, sitting yeah. down it is like and doing that like it's mm. like you, there's so much fulfillment in just sitting mm, down absolutely. and planning things out and what's your goal what do we want to do what do we want to mm. achieve in five years where do we want to be you know just yeah. dreaming we've got um, a dream board you know with crazy boats and cars and caravans <laughs> and yeah. stuff that's not possible unless you can imagine it yep. yeah um, it's true manifesting yeah, yeah that's right and i put a quote up the other day picasso anything anything you can imagine is real mm. And exactly right. we had a bit of a shift from spending time to investing time. Mm. So, you know, being prepared when we go into that block of time that we know that we have with each other. You know, so I have a bit of a think back. What do we do through the week? What can I connect on? What are we going to work on? That sort of stuff. So mm. there's a bit of an agenda there and there's some, you know, free-flowing whatever we're going to do or talk about. And I try to do the same with the kids instead of just spending time because I have to spend time yeah. or they're with me and Ginny's doing something. I'd really try and invest that time and yeah. they'd be present but also really invest and be prepared to go into that time with them what can i offer and what value can i give them you know amongst the fun and whatever else comes about but what what can i do teach yeah, show them purpose, or connect man. with them yeah. that's special man yeah, I like that's it. awesome i like it well, growing up <laughs> adulting in the in the words of marcus adulting it is yeah. so at the end of the day human wins all it doesn't it, Fun- it does, functional you got it you got it but it's healthy yeah it's, like it's healthy to have a laugh i love it i love yeah. having a laugh so <laughs> it's funny yeah. that's why when i read when i rang you the other day about um i listened to the last podcast and it was about what was it it was about oh when you got it like so you you become oh yeah no, that's right said, so it's cha- switching things up switch yeah Lindsay said on the podcast like he 
does things different? Like, just say you drive down from Central Coast to Newcastle or up to Newcastle um, the same way, instead of like, say, going Swansea Way, maybe go the freeway and change it. And it like just triggers something, it opens stuff in your mind because you're like doing something different. And then we were talking about last week, and I said, Yeah, Josh, like, try sitting on the toilet and then wiping from back to front. <laughs> and I listened to it on the podcast yeah, the right. other day. <laughs> I Monday morning it. before I left Luca, I was hanging as shit. And I thought about it, I'm like, let's try, try it. it. Yeah, yeah. How was it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Well, my bum was clean. And then when I wiped the opposite way, it yeah. wasn't. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> so all these years, what have you, <laughs> what have you left behind? <laughs> yeah, that's What it. have we all left yeah. behind again? Not and, just me. And, and now he sits Everyone. down the way. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. That's it's only always, in the mornings. No, that's always been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Out of the bathtub. Yeah, you um, because I think I, how I heard about Sasha, the A team. You did yeah. a bit with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Investing in that sort of thing in property. Yeah, I mean, you got a bit of a uh, property portfolio going. Yeah, and you did it predominantly through the A team through Sasha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I bought a house when I was 22 with a couple of mates and we're all chippies and six-month project turned into seven years. But, uh, you know, it worked well with how the property market went yeah. because we sold it about 18 months ago, not two years ago. And right when it was ma- booming. Yeah, made a decent profit from it. little place in Buffy, two better, turned into a four better and uh, served as a batch pad for, yeah. for a fair few years, which was pretty cool. Had a deck cut in and a spa and a TV and, uh-huh. and lights and... All sorts of crap there, but um, <laughs> you can find that on Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, but no one goes under the deck. <laughs> no, Plenty of party balloons. Don't get the fl- fluorescent light out, or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But uh, yeah, got got in there, and um, me and Ginny bought a pad down in uh, in Budgie near the beach. Um, when I was working away, because I could easily come back and blow a month pay on a on a week off, you know, <laughs> just crap. So we pulled out and got got a plan together and um, you know got out of that that share place mm-hmm. and got a place in Budgie and just before the market sort of went up and I'd read lots of books of Margaret Lomas and um, you know really interested in property and passive income and you know whatever so I put together my best presentation and took it to Ginny to use our equity <laughs> she said no <laughs> but. Uh, she said, let's just pay for some advice. So, yeah, went, went through Sasha at the A-team. They're the fastest growing company in Australia at the moment. Well, they, they were recently. And uh, they, they just help people with um, advice on on um, how to get into the property market in line with your goals. Mm. So there's a number of different reasons you get Are into the property market. Are they based on the coast? Uh, Queensland. They're in, yeah. they're, in, oh, they're in Melbourne, actually, their office. Oh. And, uh, th- yeah, that's where he's from, Melbourne. He's got a wicked story. I think he's worth fifty mil or so now, and yeah, wow. drop out of school. We got got um, yeah, I'm lucky with a bit of land in Tassie, and sort of just kept on leveraging and has built a model that uh, we've adapted. Pretty comprehensive, actually, the sessions because you sit down and I was pretty skeptic at the start because I thought I knew it all, and um, just how they work in line with your goals, and it went over many sessions, Skype sessions, and they come back with a plan, and then. You know, everything's tax deductible or you can, you can pay their fee, which is not much. I think we paid 15 grand mm. or 10 grand or whatever it is for uh, for each property that you get. And you get sent all the research, so you've got full confidence in where it is and now it's going to progress. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, he's doing some pretty high-end high mm. end things too at the moment. 
your joint ventures so anyone can yeah. get involved in them yeah so um whether they're like you know high-end luxury to two type villas um he's doing some pretty high-end commercial ones too at the moment throwing them around so yeah i followed him for a few years i i, I don't know how i heard it. i think yeah it was your name was mentioned however i heard it so i was skeptical <laughs> yeah, I was too. They got a really good client. No, nah, only program. because of hearing <laughs> your name mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> not because of him. I trust yeah. him. Yeah, we got we got a couple of. I pads. played footy with him. Oh, did you? Yeah, Sasha Hopkins. Yeah, no, oh, you no. idiot. <laughs> yeah, they shared a toothbrush. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and chafe cream, probably too. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we got a couple of pads up in Queensland, and yeah, nice. Um, they're going right. You yeah. got lucky though; didn't get affected with Corona, and. Um, one was just before Corona hit, and um, you know that was lingering around. So the tenants that we got in, they had secure jobs. We got a good property manager, and she made sure you know we fell in line with they were going to be safe if COVID mm. yeah, went to yeah. other extremes that it did. Yeah, no, nice. nice. Just you know, as you get older, it's just I don't know if you don't have the time to invest in in the learnings and just pay someone to do it. Mm. Most of the time, it's a tax write off. Yep, business exploratory stuff as well. Whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. definitely something that I want to do more of. I've never had that motivation or, you know, I've just always been like, always come from a community where it was never important. And um, once this COVID stuff settles and there's more, f- so I say on one, like I I benefit more from the face-to-face stuff. Yep. Um, the Zoom stuff and that, I can take it in, but I just, I just my mind doesn't soak it all in as much as sitting here and having, y- a, chat. Y- having a chat. So it's definitely, I want to invest heaps more into one, my business, two, myself. Once everything settles down, it's yeah, definitely something that I want to put my head into for sure. I wouldn't knoll back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, old bloke at work, um, Poff, he's got a, his company's peak potential. He's at... He was at um, base camp actually when the um, the earthquake happened. He was putting people into um, helicopters and making sure they got out. It was in the army. He's got a wicked story. Got uh, discharged, jumped out of a um, a training chopper. He was a para um, shoot fella. Yep. Training jump and uh, they jumped out at the lowest um, height they had as a, as a training drill to see how low they could go. And he broke both his legs. He's had a double hip replacement. His best mate died next to him. And uh, he's just got a wicked story. Improvise, adapt, overcomes is um is what he lives by. Live full, die empty. But he, he works with me at the gym, and he he said to me when I was thirty, were you thirty? So if you live till you're ninety, you've got seventeen thousand days left. <laughs> and he said he pulls out a chart like a calendar. He goes, imagine just crossing them off. What are you doing in those days? You're doing everything you can in those days. And I've just got that image of a chart on the wall, crossing days off. Am mm. I living to the fullest? <laughs> in these days and it scares the shit out of me to think of it yeah when i go to bed thinking fuck i could have done better fuck, what else could i done today good way to like scare you into doing stuff yeah, yeah. sure that or an octopus yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the chart yeah it's fucking crazy that it took like 15 minutes for an ambo to come though like well, the ambo thing's only at belmont like where we were running so we didn't know where we were we didn't know it was called naru Ginny oh. was running around on the beach like where are we fucking no, no one knew and um, she found a sign and then they they had to come down the dirt road and yep. uh, when they got there they didn't want to carry me off the beach because of the venom going around and we had to wait for a fiery to come and they lifted me to the ambo in a tarp it took a little bit fuck oh shit they've done a good job you know as ambos do they're, they're yeah. well trained in that situation because oh, yeah. i 
I was in a survival mode. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I had the pressure mm. bandage on. I was just freaking out. I was going to die, trying to slow the heart rate down. There was this kid next to me, actually, who I didn't know. He would have been six. And he said, oh, I hope it's not a blue ring. No one ever survives from them. Just <laughs> 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 brute honesty, eh? <laughs> <laughs> doing when they, they gave me a jab or something when they got there, don't look at that needle, mate. <laughs> He's sitting at me feet. I've got no idea who he is. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brute honesty, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but people don't survive, and that's funny, eh? Yeah, let's go. You gotta be aware of those times, though, don't you? Yeah. Just sit down and have a think about it. Like, mm. what are you? What are you doing? Mm. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Hundred percent. I like it, and that's why this stuff's special because every guest that we have on, you always take something out of it. You know, mm. each person, as you always take these little snippets out, and that's what makes you better. Yeah, and that's why I like this stuff's so special. So yeah. special, whether you listen to one or whether you're on one or whether you're hosting yeah. one, no matter what it is, there's always learning there if you want to learn. So exactly. just got to be open-minded. Exactly. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, to jump on and listen to a podcast mm. in a car or wherever, there's so much available time, mowing the yeah. lawn, yeah. to get on and listen to Top Deck podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, just little snippets. Yeah, that's right. And but not just not just this, but there's, there's so much variety. Yeah, if you absolutely. want to learn something, you mm-hmm. can learn and, or at least – increase your knowledge of something mm. within an hour you know what i mean like fuck there's so much available out there yeah it's just so don't true. give up on something straight away mm. because it's just a snippet to open your mind up again mm-hmm. a phrase or a word or whatever it is a small segment of the story right. yeah. yeah exactly all right we'll Good. do the three before you flee mate uh, for, <laughs> three, three. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you looking at me no. like I'm sitting. I'm looking for a little fish tank. No, or something not three before stuff. you flee, not we. <laughs> <laughs> I have three questions. But, uh, the first one is what motivates you to wake up in the morning? The urge yeah. to wee. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that, that was Kimmy's one. Her bladder. The urge to wee. Yeah, I set my alarm. I need, I need to beat the sun every day. Mm. If I don't beat the sun, I don't know, I just don't feel like I've been set up for the day well. And, uh, you know, if I look at the chart, you know, I'm already mm. drawing a line down the chart and haven't done what I wanted to do. So I like to beat the sun. I like to set it up for success. But definitely on that journey, as I mentioned before, doing, doing all you can. I hate sleeping. If I didn't have to sleep, if I could recharge another way instead of sleeping, I'd love to be able to do that. I've just uh, got so much I want to do now. So um, just to, um, you know, to work on those 20 goals I spoke about earlier, becoming who I want to become, doing what I want to do, giving what I want to give, and um, that's what I want to work on. Nice. But that motivates me. It's not just one key thing. Yeah, yeah obviously the kids is a go-to for a parent, but yeah. a number of things. Yeah, You've got to motivate self before, and then they benefit from that. Yeah, and it's different times. Good question, actually, because if I lose motivation in – one thing, and if I only focus on one thing, mm. then the alarm's not going to go off. I'm going to stop beating the sun and I'll be crossing those days off the chart and look back and go, fuck. Right. Yeah, so you've been motivated by many things. Yeah, of course. Got to fill your cup up, man. Fill your yeah, own cup uh, up, but overflows into everyone else's. So, for sure. Definitely. Next one, what legacy do you want to be remembered for? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Jeez, I thought the big question was in the middle. What's your why? <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> you want another week? Uh-huh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> You've discovered my think time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the question again? Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't remember it. What What legacy do you want to be remembered for? I did. We learned it in Toastmasters. I do a bit of Toastmasters actually. Uh-huh. They say always repeat the question back and to give you a couple of seconds yeah. to think about it. Yeah, it's it's nice. He's all over it. 
I think if I could, um, probably at the moment it'd be to look back and a lot of people have maybe been, maybe at the time when I did pass, you know, there's a good bloke, he affected directly and indirectly hundreds of thousands of people to live a better life, specifically through a wellness pathway. Mm. I was thinking the exact same thing just by speaking to you and meeting you tonight, like the things that you've unconsciously done for many families that are struggling with the Ronald McDonald House and stuff like that, like that's something to be remembered for in itself, especially being a father yourself. Like you've probably helped by doing them charity rides or whatever it is, you've probably helped thousands and thousands and thousands of families that you just unconsciously don't even know. And, um, yeah, that's special in itself. So it's definitely inspiring of what you've done and what you strive to be. So yeah, absolutely. For sure. That would uh, make people laugh. <laughs> yeah. Do a that, good job. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably come across a bit serious, <laughs> the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Nah, nah, not really. It's funny, like, I, when I text you the other day, like, hey, big nuts, like, you want to come on? And he's like, oh, Ginny's told you. And then when he, yeah. I, call, I called him, like, when I was on my way over, I'm like, hey, big nuts, speaking. <laughs> so he just fucking broke me. That I was like, that's good, it's quick. All over. Prompt. Yeah. So. All right, last but not least, what's next for you? So I'll keep, keep um, working on the mum movement and the dad movement. The end goal is to go into a... a, a business called The Parent Project, where I'd be Aaron from the dad movement, Ginny, be Ginny from the mum movement. We've impacted thousands of people. Then we're going to um, have a collaboration of the, the Parent Project where um, you know, parents can go to a, a page, a website, where we're going to offer resources, you know, that Move, Nourish, Connect. Mm. Um, we want to share that story. The Parent Project's going to be born. In five years, we want to travel around Oz uh, for a year or two get a van and go around and that's that's when we'll launch the parent project and mm. the idea is we'll travel from state to state set up camp there for a little while and explain to parents what what we do how we do it and how they can do it and that's going to be the parent project and how they can live a, a more fulfilling life how good is that so mm. important too i think and it helps parents connect with like-minded people to be able to implement you know for me and we talked i talked about it with my partner the other day um it's about like switching it up so it doesn't get stagnant you know what i mean mm. as a parent and as a partner so by becoming a part of something like that it implements something else in your life and you can take bits out of your your life or your life and you know and implement it how it works for you and it's so important to have that stuff nowadays it's a it's a fantastic goal man yeah, you know, huge. you get to see the beautiful country of Australia, man, and you get to just get so much fulfilment, like within yourself, yeah. helping everyone else, man. So it helps your own relationship grow. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you'll not. you'll take out of it as much as you'll give to yeah. others, you know. So, and in particular, um, you know, the niche of the dads or the mums or the or the parents, you know, becoming a new parent. I mean, it's just. It's a wild ride, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just absolutely you, you crazy. Know, there's no, there's, you know, oh, we're not ready yet. You're never ready. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. never ready, man. Yeah. You just fucking go. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, like, yeah. if you want to have a fucking kid, you know, have a kid. Mm. You know, there's, yeah. yeah, you'll pick it up. It's weird for a bloke. You say, no, I'm not ready yet, but you don't pull out. 
<laughs> I've heard that story a few times. That too much contradicting yourself. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You're never ready, I reckon. It's, you've got too many surf trips. We're not pulling out. Yeah. I want to do this, point. but I'm not pulling out. Yeah. <laughs> you want your cake and eat it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, just to get in that niche, though, and you know, so start on that. Um, for me, for dads, there's a massive gap, and uh, yeah, there's lots of established resources for mums. Um, not that everyone has access uh, access to them at at all times, and they're they're evolving. I think they're a lot further evolved than what's on offer for dads at the moment. You know, a couple of weeks with the baby, then you're back at work, and mm. there's no real uh, network there, or support resource, unless you really go searching. Uh, doesn't often fall in your lap. Mm. Uh, so that's that's where I'm going to take the dad movement, which mm. um, I'm I'm pretty pumped about. I haven't launched it yet because I want it to be articulated right. I don't yeah. just want it to be another page. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure there's some, some value and some, some real connection that on there. So yeah, I'm awesome. pretty pumped to go away and do that. Hell yeah. I love it. Awesome, love it. man. Now I love it. I'll jump on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump on for sure. Yeah, that's, well, I think that's a wrap. Thanks heaps for coming on, mate. It's very inspiring in what you're doing. And um, there's so much stuff that I'll take out of that and probably ask you a few questions after this and implement in my life for sure. So you're not, you know, you're affecting everyone by sharing your story. And um, yeah, it's, I want to thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Yeah, I think it's important. The, um, you know, the average Joe story, which is probably me, because um, you know they're often on the ground at the uh, the base level trying to do the hard work to get to where they want to be. So I think uh, you know the average Joe story is important. So I appreciate yeah. you guys having me, the average Joe, on. To, uh, to, uh, to share my story but you guys are incredible oh, cheers man thanks. appreciate cheers, it mate. and uh, to your better half thanks for letting him out tonight big team dog got <laughs> yeah, two, sure. two kids at home yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah sure. appreciate it <laughs> too easy thanks peeps thank Laters. you ciao